so for those of you that are familiar with the stadium pitch concept, that's great. Here is another opportunity for you to refine it and make it better and test it in front of a group. For those of you that haven't heard of it, I'm about to educate you on it now. Here is your daily dose of the Ultimate Sales Machine coming to you from the new edition. Visit ultimatesalesmachine.com to get your copy or multiple copies. I am your host, Amanda Holmes, CEO of Chet Holmes International. What you're about to learn has assisted a quarter of a million businesses to generate billions of dollars, working faster, better, smarter. So imagine that you're in a stadium full of your potential prospects. Now I give you the mic and say, okay, what would be the title of your talk? Hello, my name is Gary and I'm here to talk about blank. Now, when you think of this title, you want to give them a title that will keep them engaged in their seats. What will keep them from sticking around? Because right before you get on the mic, I tell them, hey, if you don't like this talk that is about to be given, you can get up and you can leave. So what will keep that stadium of your prospects in their seats long enough to hear what you have to say? So the key components of a stadium pitch, this is critical. You need a head turning title. Right? So we had a client that sold Stairmasters and instead of talking about how great their exercise equipment was, they talked about why humans are going extinct. <laughs> Rather catchy title there. We want market data. Market data is way more motivational than product data. I'm going to go in depth on this in a minute. So I'll just leave that there for now. We want content that offers solutions to problems, not product or service centered. When we think of that site, Jonathan, we want to think of what are the problems of the business owners that are showing up to your website, right? What is keeping them up at night that could eventually tie back to communication in your course, right? So what are the negatives to having poor communication? You feel like you're not getting the attention of your prospects. Do you feel like every conversation you have around your price doesn't end in a sale? You feel like you lose to your wife every time you have a conversation. Do you feel that you're a victim to the people around you because you can, you're poor communicating to them? All the different pains that might hit them. And then the ability to talk to the remaining 97% of the market to make them aware of your product or service. So frameworks really help. You'll see some of the people's answers were the three things, the five things. For some reason, people remember odd numbers better than even numbers. The one thing, the three dangerous threats, the five secrets you didn't know. Right? So how can you take yours and turn it into something that has maybe a framework of numbers? Then next, being really specific with numbers is great. So we saw one that said, would you like to triple your sale over 12 months? That was a great example of very specific numbers. So if you know that you can improve something, is there some way to quantify it? I, someone else said improving your time by 30%. That was great. Yeah, 310% increase, I love that. And another thing that I noticed that was different in the, in the answers that you were giving of your stadium pitches, I challenge you right now, you have a positive, if you have a positive one, what would be the opposite of that that would be negative? Because as much as we want to put out positive things into the world, sadly, research shows still to this day that people gravitate towards solving a pain faster than they do going to pleasure. 
So I used to give a talk on the three strategies to double sales. Bless you. Bless you too. So the three strategies to double sales. And then when I flipped it to the three things holding you back from doubling your sales in the next 12 months, we got way more interest in that title than the positive one, which to me, even to this day, I'm like, really? Are we really doing the negative? And yet data just keeps showing me that converts way higher than the positive. So now when you look at your stadium pitch, let's see if we can refine and critique and make it stronger. All right, let's see him in the chat. Let's see him in the chat. Holly, the three top reasons couples split up and how not to join the crowd. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I would even add if you have any statistics around the failure of marriages. If it's 30% of marriages are now failing and that's up by X percent in the last three years or in the last decade. So then to say, here are the top three reasons why they're failing and what you can do to solve it. Something like that. I love it. Erica, five mistakes seasoned investors are making that is putting your legacy wealth goals at risk. Yes, I like that too. And I would be curious. I'm just going to keep going back to data. Risley was in this last group and he's a financial planner too. And he had this great stat about generational wealth and how it's depleting it depletes by like a rapid rate between different generations that's a good one also you could give data on the amount of society that are living paycheck to paycheck it's something crazy 65 percent of the general population is living paycheck to paycheck and only x percentage have this amount in their bank account make sure that isn't you or if that's not your target demographic then maybe that wouldn't be good Erica, who do you sell to? Do you sell to people that actually have money or people that don't have money and you want to help them get money? The investors, so people that have a lot of money. Ah, got it. Great. Yeah. So a great piece of data because a majority of accredited investors want to be able to hand it on to the second generation. There are great stats around what percentage of second generations lose the wealth that the first generation created and third generation, it's like next to nothing. So that would be a great tag along with what you just put. It's great. Okay. Jonathan, the only way to avoid taking a bath on the sale of your property when the market has turned. You want to talk, explain that to me, Jonathan? I'm a real estate investor. And what we do is we're able to purchase property on payments and give people higher prices because of that. Like the three things you didn't know that could be costing you money or that you could be losing money on your home right now. And I would even tie it to, so if this is going straight to people that you're trying to get to sell their home that weren't thinking about it, is that who you're targeting with this? No, there are people that are trying to sell their home or maybe they're thinking of it. Either they're trying or thinking and they're unable to sell it and they're unable, they don't want to reduce their price ridiculously. And so there is a way to do it with me. Ah, uh, you can even talk to that, right? The three reasons why majority are why this market isn't able to sell their homes and the single most important thing that can help you increase your price. Something around the things that you didn't know, which is interesting. I like that. I like get your market, at. get your home sold when the market won't let you. That still is very much just talking about what you do though. So we want to get to more 
if your target is just the people that already have it on the market and you want to take it over and help them keep the price, that's what you're saying is who you want your stadium. I'm the buyer of the property. So I'm going to buy their property. Okay. It's different than real estate. Like I used to work in real estate. I'm not an intermediary. I'm the buyer. Okay. And are you going to people that aren't thinking about their home selling it as well, or only to people that already have it on the market? Any, anyone I'm going to people that want to sell it, are afraid to sell it, are trying to sell it, have unsuccessfully sold it, okay. are facing tax consequences. Okay, so I would go, if you're talking about trying to get the most bang from your buck, I would try to think of what are the emotional problems that are keeping them up at night, which could have nothing to do with selling their home. So the three biggest threats throwing families out of their home that you probably didn't know about, but one simple solution that can get you more money than you ever dreamed. I'm making it up off the top of my head. You bring up an interesting point though, Amanda, you bring up a really interesting point, which is that in nature, real estate selling a property is a roller coaster of highs and lows and fear and hope. And it oscillates between the two. So you can't market to one or the other when it's oscillating. So you have to market to the problem. Great. And what is the problem which we would really want to dive into, right? Is it that they are having, they're afraid of inflation? Is it that they're afraid of, that their marriage is distressed? Is it that they're not getting paid the same at work, right? Is it that they're afraid Those are for, the segments. I'm glad you brought it up. Yes. So those are the kinds of things we want to talk about instead of start, start, starting at, hey, let's sell your home. We need to start with right? Here are the five deadly trends that are putting families on the street. Holy cow. And the one thing that you can do to solve it, to get more money out of your dollar, right? Uh, anybody be like, okay, I don't want to get out on the street. Okay. What's he got to say? So we're just trying to get more people's attention and then lead them through a great education. Okay. Fortune. Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, okay. I, I can hear my echo now. <laughs> All right, the nine mistakes beginning authors make in how to write a book in less than four hours. Wow, okay, okay. So you are just targeting authors. You wanna make sure that you're, you don't ever market to people that aren't thinking about a book, huh? That's not part of your marketing? No, that's yes and no. Like right now, like I was working on today, I was working on websites for service-based business and the goal is to start writing for them afterwards. But that's a whole nother avenue I'm just not working on. Okay. Okay, just curious, just trying to get a little bit clearer. So what are the problems for authors? Authors have a ton of problems, <laughs> right? They yeah, and, and that, exactly. And that's the reason why I say it's the nine mistakes because there's ideas about how do I figure out the first, the right topic? How do, what do I, how, where do I even start? How do I get over writer's block? How do I even put this together? How do I publish it? There's so many different pieces that people are looking for and it's really not that difficult once you know the framework because once you write the first one it's like, oh that was easy <laughs> right so i would even tie so some of the best people i know that talk about writing books it's all around the money that you can make on the back end so the three biggest mistakes that keep authors broke and what you can do following a framework that's proven to generate whatever it is a legacy revenue whatever you focus on right? Because the majority of authors are broke. Majority of them sell, what is it, like 600 copies in their totality and 80% of books that they start are never finished. It's, the odds are against you.
<laughs> if you decide, hey, I'm going to be an author, it's. Yeah, absolutely. And you, you bring up a good point there because my focus is on helping to write money-making books and not just, I want to tell my memoir. Like, I don't, that's, I'm not the one for that. So that would be quite a slap across the face to say the three reasons authors are broke, right? And what you can do to be the difference, follow this framework, learn about this framework, I'll share it with you. On a 19-minute call, in this video, on this ebook, right? Wherever we're putting it, but it can be anywhere. Okay, anybody else raise their hand? Was it, who was it that I'll also? Go. Yes, who wants to go? Who was that? I heard them. Sure, I'll go, it's Thomas. Yes, go ahead, Thomas. The top three reasons executives end up in the emergency room and what to do to avoid this. Ooh, oh, wow, yeah. I got some data for you, I'll show it to you in a minute. That was good. Let's keep going on because I have plenty more to cover with this. We're just going to keep refining it, okay? I'm going to show you even more. Make sure to get your copy or copies at theultimatesalesmachine.com. There's a lot of special bonuses that you can't get going to Amazon. So make sure you check it out at ultimatesalesmachine.com.